Hey, hey, this is Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke. I'm joined here by Corey Litton. That's me. And you are listening to us on wherever you get your favorite podcast or maybe kfgo.com or on the KFGO app. You can find this any of those places. And uh, so we've got a lot, some uh, racing action to cover, so we might as well get right after it. That's right. Sunday, July 30th, Richmond Raceway. Uh, uh, one of the, my favorite little tracks out there. Yes, sir. NASCAR. Stage one, Tyler Reddick. Uh, this is how they finished out the stages. Stage one, Tyler Reddick. Uh, was, he scored the 10 points. He scored the 10 points. Yep. Bubba Wallace, nine points, finishing the, that stage in second. Denny Hamlin, eight. Chase Elliott, seven. Kevin Harvick, six. Ryan Pierce, uh, uh, Priest, excuse me, finished fifth. Uh, William Byron, fourth. Eric Almarola, th- uh, three. Brad Keselowski, two. And Ty Gibbs scored one point in the tenth spot. That was stage one. Stage two, Brad Keselowski won that stage. He scored ten points. And uh, back from there, Chris Busher, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace scored seven points. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Ryan Priest. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. scored three points, Ty Gibbs two, and Joey Logano one, finishing that stage in the 10th spot. And uh, after that, we have a clip from NASCAR.com. Yes, sir, we do. Here we go. Busher on the inside. Hamlin on the outside. Green flag back in the air. Has a good launch for the 17. Priest in the 41, side by side with the 11. Denny comes on the outside, a big run. Logano as well in the 22. He moves to the outside. But Hamlin has closed the gap. Three wide for third. Hamlin's car is better right now. Bush is going to have to block. Under two oh, to go. Denny locks up the left front. He's up the racetrack. And that Joey Logano, where did he come from? Chris Busher, after a dominant performance, 86 laps out in front, down the backstretch for the final time. The 30-year-old from Prosper, Texas, which, by the way, has a population of 30,000, is going to win in front of more here in the Richmond. Busher wins at the short track. Chris Busher survived a late race restart to earn his first win of the season here on Sunday. His second career win also locked him into the playoffs for the second time in his career. Uh, Denny Hamlin uh, finished in second, then it was Kyle Busch, and you heard it in that clip. Joey Logano kind of showed up from nowhere to end up in fourth. Ryan Priest rounded up the top five. Uh, my guy Blaney got 14th. Your guy, uh, Ross Chastain, ended up in uh, 24th. Ouch. Because he didn't uh, hit anybody, I guess. Oh, boy. Wow. If he'd have hit people, he'd have won. Uh, he might have. Here's, here's how the points are shaking out then. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. is in the lead. Denny Hamlin second, 39 points back. And third is William Byron, 43 points behind. Fourth is Christopher Bell, 91 points back. Kyle Busch rounds out the top five in points right now with uh, 96 points back. In sixth is Kevin Harvick, 110 points behind. Ross Chastain is 118 points back in seventh. Kyle Larson is in eighth, 125 points back. Ryan Blaney, ninth, 130 points out. And in the tenth spot is Joey Logano, 135 points behind the leader, Martin Truex Jr. And what's next for uh, the Cup Series? They're going to head out to Brooklyn, Michigan, and the uh, Michigan International Speedway. That's 130-ish on USA. One of the things I've noticed, uh, at least on my DVR settings, at least uh, with the broadcast coverage, Yep. It takes five minutes for them to get a race started. Yeah, they get it rolling pretty quick. They don't. Yeah. Uh, they don't mess around, which I think is awesome. Yeah. No, I. I like the. I. I like that. Like we've talked about it before. You. 
Uh, you watch an NFL game, and if it says that it's going to be on at noon, they're kicking off just shortly after that. If you if you t- tune in late, you're going to miss the start of the football game. So I like this, and I also like Michigan International Speedway. I've been there several times. I like that, uh, like the track, like the atmosphere, and and it's a, a fun time because you can camp in the infield and. It's one of those throwbacks too to kind of uh, NASCAR's boom period. Um, it is, yeah. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, it's like Richmond only bigger. Yeah, like almost twice the size. <laughs> yeah, uh, over twice. Actually, the size. yes, over twice because oh, oh, I think yeah. that's a three-quarter mile track out there. And in, in uh, no, it's Richmond. Is, Richmond's a one-mile, isn't it? Uh, three-quarter. Three-quarter. Okay. Three so, quarter. Yeah, it, it would be because it's a two-mile track. Yep. So yep. yeah. Now, if you are, uh, if you've never been there, if you are um, on one of the one of the, you know, turn uh, one, say you're in turn one, and you want to see something going on over in turn three, that's a ways away. But if <laughs> but if you can get something along pit road, you know, and the we'll call it the sidelines, it's not terribly bad. I mean, it's still a two mile track, but. Uh, you you got a good view of what's going on on the other side over there if you're if you're high enough up, and that's still one of those tracks too where they don't have uh, restrictor plates, right? So, so it's they get cooking. actual racing. They get like <laughs> they, they get cooking into into uh, turn turn one there. I think they get uh, they're up over two hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So what kind of sensation of speed is that like? <sighs> what, what can you compare that to? Watching it or driving it? Just <laughs> yeah, uh, watching it. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, they're they're screaming. It's it's fun to watch. And when they come by right in front of you, like if you're closer to turn one, now they're really picking up speed. I mean, if you're at the entrance to pit road, they're just coming off of turn four, so they're not really moving. Relatively speaking, to turn one, they're not moving that fast. But if you get on that other side, they come whipping by. You can't. It's a blur. Right. You know. And uh, it's, I mean, you <laughs> said coming out of turn three, it doesn't seem like a lot, but they're still going twice about the highest speed limit that we get a chance to even see. Right. <laughs> but yeah. yeah well, it, that's why I said it's, re- it's slow, but that, yeah, that's why I said relatively speaking. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and they're all going the same speed. So it's hard to, I mean, it'd be fun to have uh, the pit, the, the pace car going a 55 down there with those guys whizzing by. <laughs> and then, then it would be, that, that would be neat. But uh, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Dangerous probably, but neat. So how many times have you actually had a chance to go out there? Boy, four. I want to say four. One of the times I camped in the infield. The other times I stayed in Ann Arbor, which is, uh, I'm not uh, exactly sure, 30 miles away, 40 miles away, something like that. Closer than here to there. Closer than here. Yeah, it's not quite as far of a drive if you're (laughs) staying in Ann Arbor to get there. So I like, you know, it's probably not to scale, but uh, you know, if you're if you're out in Br- Brooklyn, Michigan, let's say you stay in Ann Arbor, that would be uh, relative to staying in West Fargo and then driving to say Kindred. Okay. Because you you take the interstate for a while, then you're on two lane blacktop the rest of the way there, and uh, once you get to that, if if you're thinking of going there, once you get to that two lane blacktop. Uh, hopefully you peed before you made it to that point because it's going to be a while until you get there. They shut traffic down coming out. So if you if you live in Brooklyn, which is just a little tiny town in Michigan, uh, you can get out, obviously. They can't trap you in there. But you're not coming out of whatever highway it is that comes back to the interstate to the north. 
because they shut the they shut that down so that they have two good lanes of traffic going right. in. And then uh, so once you get there, there is a little rest stop, maybe halfway, but everybody else that has to go at that point is at that rest stop. <laughs> so it's kind of neat though because you can you can camp in the infield and now. I was there uh, pre-pandemic, but I'm assuming that things are back to normal. You know, you could camp in the infield. And then, like I said, it's a tiny little town, so people who live there will rent out their front yards oh, to, sweet. To, to people who uh, want to camp in the front yard. I, don't, I didn't check that price out, but <laughs> probably cheaper than camping in the infield, but maybe not. Who knows? Who's to say? Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's a fun time. If you get a chance to uh, to do that, it's it's a fun weekend. But do you, do you remember who won any of the races that you were that you were at? Man, I know Dale Earnhardt did not because I was a Dale Earnhardt fan. He never won any of the ones I was there. He blew his engine up in one of the races I was there. Uh, I you know, no, I don't. I can't say for sure. I could go back and look. The history is written, you written have, down somewhere. You have a week till next uh, <laughs> next one when we do the update of what happened this weekend. I'll no. give you one week for that assignment. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> here I am acting like I'm running the show here. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's a fun time. Now, another pro tip is uh, don't get yourself too whistled up the night before because uh, they start racing fairly early, and if your head hurts. It's going to really hurt once they get going. <laughs> and there's really no shade there. There's no covered grandstand, is there? Not, no, not there is not. And if you're in the infield, you're right out in the elements, too. I mean, And you're getting all the reverberations of the sound back at you from the <laughs> banking loud. and the wall and everything. It, and it, it, you're it, in the sun. So hydration is going to be important it, it's, for it, one. And maybe some ice for your, for your head yeah. and, and it, earplugs. It's interesting because at the beginning of the weekend... You got those cars screaming around practicing, not even a full field, you know, who knows how many at a time are screaming around practicing. And you're like, oh man, that's loud. You're putting your earplugs in. By the time the cup race comes around, you're so used to it that you're in the grandstands with no ear protection whatsoever. <laughs> it's just normal now. So, but anyway, that's fun. If you get a chance, uh, probably any NASCAR race, I would say is a good time, but uh, that that's a fun one because uh, I've been there. So I know. But, uh, yeah, you talked about what's up next. Uh, of course, Brooklyn, Michigan, and uh, the World of Outlaws were racing, too. That's right. Uh, weather kind of uh, hindered some of the action out there at Weedsport this last weekend, but they were able to do the Empire Challenge. And the winner of that was David Gravel, which is a big win right now for him as they were tied in points. The World of Outlaws points were tied coming into that event. Uh, he got the win over Carson Macedo and Dave Blaney charged up at one point was in 10th and made his way all the way up to third. I think if it was a 50 lap race, he would have had a chance to win this one because he was catching everybody. Uh, Donnie Schatz, he was involved in a mid-race accident with uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield, but he managed to pull off a 10th place finish. He kept the car rolling and uh, the wheels were still straight, so he just he kept going and he, uh, he was at one point in the top five. Mm -hmm. And actually, he was threatening pretty good too, but... Yeah, him and Sheldon Hoddenshield got together. That's a, the Weedsport track is pretty interesting. It's a pretty odd shaped racetrack. It's like they um, they built it and then uh, they um, didn't. It must not have had a wall around it originally. Uh -huh. So when they put a wall in, you know, the back straightaway kind of curved a little bit. Uh -huh. um, and when they put the wall in, they kept it with the curve. So it's kind of D shaped, uh -huh. but it's almost like Indy D shaped, like the Indy Indianapolis motor speedway where it's kind of, where it's a box. Uh -huh. 
and then it, with a curve back straightaway, but it still has kind of a sharp corner. So it's a very technical racetrack, and uh, there's a wall inside the corners in every corner, but there's a gap in between every one of them too. So okay, there's an element of danger involved in that one, which sure. uh, it's an interesting racetrack. Um, and it's produced some pretty good looking racing every once in a while. I know I stink on ice <laughs> on the world, world of Outlaws game at that racetrack because <laughs> I usually end up either hitting one of the inside walls or try to run the outside and I just can't find a cushion out there at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with that uh, win out there, David Gravel takes over the point lead from Brad Sweet by eight points. Uh, then Carson Macedo is back in third, 48 points back. Logan Schuhart in fourth, 20, 224 points back. Sheldon Hoddenshield, 314 points back. And Donnie Schott sitting in seventh right now, 338 points back. Uh, the Outlaws will make their return to Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 in Peebly, Missouri tonight and tomorrow. The original uh, World of Outlaws game. I absolutely stunk at that one. <laughs> I'm better on the new one. <laughs> All right. We had some local racing going on as well. You were You were a busy man again last week. Yeah, I haven't had two days off in a row in quite some time. Uh, I'm not complaining. I'm a little wore out, though, but yeah. I'll, I'll get over it. Uh, Friday night at the Red River Valley Speedway, we saw the induction of Gordy Langley, Corey Van Mill, Bob Sagan, Doug Howells, Buck Peter and Buck Peterson into the Red River Race Racing Hall of Fame. It also saw Sean Johnson charge up from 10th to win in the Legends. Uh, Tim Church, he got the win in the Hobby Stocks. Then it was uh, Rich Pavlicek in the Sport Mods, Andy Paik in the Race Saver Sprint Cars, Jordan Sowers got the win in the Modifieds, and Rob Van Mill swept the Sanders Stock Car Challenge. Uh, Saturday night was Viking Speedway's Hall of Fame night, where Jeff Weldung and John Steppen, two drivers that I got to watch a lot of when I was a kid, who uh, put on a lot of great shows out there. They got uh, uh, enshrined amongst uh, the racing greats out there in, in Alexandria. Uh, John Carlson picked up his first ever win in the Midwest Modifieds to start out the night. And then it was J.J. Newberta who did that. The same thing in the street stocks. He's the one I told you has a has a uh, wagon. Oh, he yeah. has the wagon yeah, body yeah. on there. And it uh, has the wood panel look to it. Mm -hmm. Sweet. They call it the uh, the the Clark Griswold family, crew, uh, family <laughs> truckster. Uh, he got his first ever win in the street stocks. Um, uh, Derek Wettstein, who uh, finished in the tech shed which is right behind Victory Lane down there at, at Viking Speedway, came over and, of course, initiated him for, after getting a, dumped a bottle, bottle of water on him in Victory Lane. That's, that, that got the crowd going pretty nuts. Uh, Nick Hiles, he got the win in the short trackers. Then it was Jeff Krause winning in the super stocks and Brady Gertis winning in the modifieds. I think that's uh, Jeff Krause's second or third win of the year. And after having, having cut quite the drought, yeah, I think he's, uh, he's having a pretty good year in that super stock class. Good. Uh, after that, uh, we went to uh, Buffalo River Speedway, where after 20 years of racing, Jeff Oden earned his first career feature win. Nice. Uh, and that was at uh, the Buffalo River Speedway on Sunday. Also getting wins were Chris Van Mill in the Sport Mods, Kelsey Peterson over Kate Taves. So that's a female one-two finish. Uh -huh. um, and this was after uh, Andrea Jacobson got win number three in her career that's awesome. in the Hobby Stocks. So when <laughs> Kelsey Peterson and Kate Taves... Or we're uh, coming across the line. I I quoted a song. I went, "Oh yes, it's Ladies' Night." <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Evan Hendrickson got the win in the Legends. Hunter Goulet won in the Short Trackers. Um, Cole Gresseth got his first uh, win of the year in the uh, at Buffalo River Speedway in the Street Stocks. Uh, Tim Otterness in the Hobby Stocks and Rob Van Mill in the Stock Cars swept the racing action Wednesday at the Red River Valley Speedway and Thursday at the Norman County Raceway. Other winners on Wednesday were Ryan Brasseth in the Legends, 
Jason Berg in the Lightning Sprints, Scott Jacobson in the Sport Mods, and Andy Paik, who went 11th to 1st. This is one of the best races of the year, by the way. I, I'm putting that one in the uh, nomination for race of the year because Andy Paik didn't even make a didn't even make it out of corner number one in his heat race. Got kind of piled into a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a little racing incident, and that took him out for that that uh, the heat race. So he had to start at the back of the pack for the feature, and uh, so he started 11th, and he really wasn't even a factor throughout most of this race. At one point, he made it up, made his way up to the top five, and was up into the top three. And then with three laps to go, there was a caution. And at that point, I think that the car just came alive on him. And he uh, bounced off the wall, mm-hmm. took second, took first, took the win uh, on the very last lap in the Red River Sprint Series feature. Uh, the other winners in that one were Evan Henriksen and Legends, Rich Pavlicek in the Sport Mods. And Amelia Eisenshank, uh, she got her win in the uh, Red River Sprint Series on Thursday night. Um, nice. Yeah, that's uh, going to the shots watch right there. That would be Donnie's niece right there picking yep. up the win. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's not bad considering only just a few weeks ago she was still in a walking boot after mm-hmm. rupturing yeah. her Achilles. Right. So you can Ouch. feel that. I can. I can still can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the points, uh, not quite updated as of yet here from Norman County Raceway, but this is what it looked like going into last night. Uh, Ryan Brasseth is the point leader in the Legends with 273 points. Evan Henriksen was five points behind going into last night. Uh, Midwest Modified's Corey Stork, he is the point leader. 417 points. Aaron Blacklance, 17 points back. Um, Stock cars, Rob Van Mill, of course he's your point leader because the guy's won like six straight races. (laughs) Uh, I think it might even be seven now. Uh, He has 189 points out there. And then Calvin Kesselberg and Brody Carls are both tied right behind 15 points back from Rob Van Mill. In the sport mods, Rich Pavlicek and Ryan Restad have had a, had a great battle at both the Norman County Raceway and the Red River Valley Speedway. Restad is uh, two points back from Rich Pavlicek. Andy Wagner is 10 points back. And in the hobby stocks, Brody Eckert, who's only lost, or I don't think he's lost there yet, well, until last night. Um, Brody Eckert is the point leader. And he has 217 points, but being that there's kind of a low car count mm-hmm. and everybody finishes very consistently in the, in their spots, Tim Church is only five points back, and Brad Orvidal is only eight points back. So if we get a couple of big fields and Eckert has some issues, that's going to change really yeah. quick. It's, it's tight and not. I mean, we're 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 uh, middle of uh, middle of August, and there's only or, two more races not, left out there. Not quite middle of August, yeah. but yeah, it's, there's. We're winding down. Yeah, there's only two two races left in the season out at the uh, uh, Norman County Raceway, too. Uh, the Red River Valley Speedway, Evan Henriksen, is your point leader in the Legends. Sean Johnson is one point back. They've been putting on passing wow. clinics lately, too. Uh, so it's been been a lot of fun watching them. Again, Sean Johnson just a couple of weeks ago uh, kind of went off of the racetrack and caused the caution right away. Restarted 22nd and got the win. So in Evan Henriksen, he's no slouch either. That kid usually starts about about 12th in the uh, in the invert, <laughs> and then he's usually battling for the win or winning. So they've been putting on a great show this year so far, especially the last month. Uh, Hobby Stocks, Brody Eckert is your point leader with 311 points. He's pretty much got it wrapped up. He's 16 points ahead of Tim Church. In the Modifieds, this has been a, been a fun battle too because Jordan Sowers is having a breakout year. He is the point leader. Uh, after his win this last week, uh, he's 231 points. Dave Shipley, who's got a pile of big wins this year, he is two points back. Uh, in the sport mods, 
This one's a little bit bigger between uh, them and uh, between the top two in this one than there is at almost all the other <laughs> racetracks. But Rich Pavlicek is the point leader there, 307 wins or points, excuse me. And uh, Ryan Rested is seven points back in second. Those are the only two that are really in contention. In the stock cars, this is exciting right here. Andrew Jokum is the point leader with 216 points. Calvin Kesselberg and, Bre- and Brennan Borg are six points back. Wow. In uh, tied. Rob Van Mill is seven points back as well. So. That's a, a close battle going on in the race saver sprint cars. Andy Paik, with a lot of his big uh, wins and great runs the last several week weeks, uh, has taken the point lead, 188 points. Ty Hanton, who won early in the season, is sitting three points back. Ty Wilkie and Tyler Rabenberg are five points back in the third and fourth spot. So Andy Paik is ahead of Ty, spelled T-Y, T-Y-E, Ty, and Tyler. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, how are you supposed to keep them straight? Uh, it's not easy. Remember it's, the lure. <laughs> it's not as bad as uh, there was one time. There was Bryce Bierke, Bryce Borgen, and Bryce Bierken, <laughs> and they're all in the same race. Two of them had the same number. <laughs> so we move on to Viking Speedway, where the Midwest Modifieds, uh, Sean Olson is the point leader out there, 997 points. Ron Sauer is in second. The ageless Ron Sauer is in second, 14 points back. In the uh, street stocks, it's Nitro Jimmy Williams, uh, two hundred nine hundred and thirty-eight points back. Or excuse me, he is a point leader with nine hundred thirty-eight points, and it's JJ Newberta who is fourteen points back on the strength of his first ever win. He's in second. Roger Burkness, nineteen points back, sitting in third. In the short tracker, toothpick Cole Campson. <laughs> I love that nickname. <laughs> he and it it fits. He looks like he's, he's about as skinny as one. He has uh, he scored one thousand and fifty one points, and Kevin Wall is eighty one points back. So, Campson pretty much has that one locked up here with just a few weeks to go. Uh, Trevor Sauer in the Super Stocks he has one thousand and eighteen points. Mopar Matt Miller is thirty points back, and in the Modifieds this one's a lot closer. Relatives Dusty Bitson has eight hundred and seventy three points. Jason Tennis is four points back. So they and they're related to each other. So nice. <laughs> Uh, and Jason Tennis has had a had a bunch of good wins here this year too, uh, so he's welcome back, Jason. <laughs> uh, then Close. we go to the uh, Buffalo River Speedway. He retired for like a year, uh, Jason Tennis. Oh yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> so welcome back, <laughs> uh, Buffalo River Speedway Sport Mods. Kelly Jacobson's a point leader, and this one's. This one, the top five, anyone in the top five could uh, take it. Take this one it's here. close. Man, it's close. Uh, 221 points for Kelly Jacobson. Then uh, Rich Pavlicek is in second, two points back. Uh, Kelly's dad, Scott, is three points back, and he does not hold back when he races <laughs> his kid. Uh, he threw a slider, a dirty slider on his kid <laughs> just a couple of weeks ago in a heat race. Hey, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> I've, I've, I mean, you're talking to someone that's thrown at his own kids in batting practice. <laughs> Don't crowd the plate. Yep. Um, Chris Van Mill sitting in fourth. He is uh, five points back. David Sirks, eight points back in the fifth spot. In the lightning sprints, Kate Taves, 269 points, is your point leader. Then it's Loki Bierke, who is 16 points back. In the legends, Evan Henriksen, 244 points. Excuse me. Can't read my own writing. <laughs> and I typed it. And you typed it. Uh, Colin Thompson sitting in second after having a kind of a bad week. Uh, he had, had a Kind of one of those small part failures that really cost him big time, and that cost him the point lead, too. He is six points back in second. Ryan Brasseth is uh, in third, eight points back. In the short trackers, Hunter Goulet is uh, the point leader there with 238 points. Christian Cast, 18 points back. Um, in the hobby stocks, Stone Cold Brad Orvidal, 260 points is the point leader. 
Chad Visser four points back, and Marvelous Marv Prem is eleven points back in third. Uh, street stocks. It's Cole Gresseth, your point leader. A uh, lot of lot of solid finishes and that win this last week. Five hundred and eighty nine points. Casey Usada sitting in second with six points back. Um, and then in modifieds, Alan Kent is the point leader, one hundred forty nine points. Jamie Schultz is eight points back. He's the defending track champion too. So he kind of wants some some good finishes here mm-hmm. coming up to round out the year. Nick Curtis, nine points back, sitting in third. There's some close close standings here. So like you said, a lot of uh, a lot of possibilities. It's going to be interesting to see how things go as they as they wind down here to the end of the year. We had some people rolling over too. We had a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went three weeks without one rollover, and now we have we have really making up, really uh, making up for lost time. Really been getting after it here with this. Uh, John Oldchild, he uh, ended the vintage race earlier. There, oh yeah, they had vintage race cars out at the uh, Viking Speedway on Saturday. Okay, so he had a '67 Chevelle. By the way, this car raced at Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But he uh, went off of turn number four and caught, and that thing rolled over one complete time from what I heard. Um, I was there for it, but I didn't quite see exactly how many times he went over because he was off the backside of the bank, and I was in the infield. Um, and that scored him four points. Um, then Monday at the Red River Car Club. By the way, 13 years I've been going there. Uh-huh. Never saw one <laughs> go-kart roll over. <laughs> I was close to doing it. I was close to putting my own self on my on my lid, uh-huh. but uh, somehow managed to land it. <laughs> I won too, um, but we had two rollovers. Wow! It's like, well, I guess now we can definitely have it happen to us. Yeah. Uh, but so, so you're saying it's possible? Yeah, there's a chance. Uh, Blake Johnson uh, first. He uh, he kind of cartwheeled and he landed on top uh, on his top for a score of three points. So it kind of went up on one side, on another side, and then onto his uh-huh. onto his lid. He was okay. Not to be outdone, Steven Eater lost control and put his card on its lid, uh, also scoring two points. <laughs> Steven Eater. And he ended up uh he ended up so uh, the way that the the format is of this event, it's our summer shootout series. And uh we have two long heat races and they're all worth points. Uh-huh. On on the opening night and then this next week upcoming is another long heat race, and then uh, you get to uh, go for the big feature race after that, which gives you the most points possible. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Steven Ader, his second heat race, came back out and won it <laughs> after after rolling. So that was pretty pretty awesome, awesome for him. Uh, Wednesday night at the Red River Valley Speedway ended in odd fashion. As Keena Peterson rolled after the checkers about two and three quarters times from what I counted, she earned 11 points, putting herself up in a second. Nice. Seven behind leader Rick Schultz. And then last night in Ada, Caleb Gardner flipped his hobby stock over two complete times to score eight points. Wow. Um, yeah, and that was that was pretty. That was a wild wreck, too, because he went yeah. off a three and he was trying to save it and it just turned and <laughs> barrel rolled in. Yeah, that was and his car caught on fire. It was, a, wow. it was an impressive wreck. Lots of. Lots of rolling, but uh, as always, uh, you have to be okay to score points in right. the unintentional uh, Yeah, we do not want to make, make light of anybody getting hurt or anything like that. Right. Uh, but going back to the Keena Peterson one, the odd fashion and how that, that night ended, that was an odd night altogether because, you know, and I normally don't believe in superstitions or anything like that. Um, I don't believe in full moons or anything, but uh-huh. the coincidence of this happening was pretty... <laughs> pretty crazy because the beginning of the night Paul Kotzman something happened to his sprint car 
when he's getting engine heat and he almost drove all the way into the cornfield on the other side of the racetrack or the oh geez the road over, he nearly ended up in the campground wow like he had a throttle stick or something like that and he ended up going through the fence and almost onto the highway there right next to the racetrack wow then we had uh, a heat race where second place Matt Taves, his car started on fire. And as they were pulling to a stop on the red flag, the leader's car started on fire, which wow. I've never seen, you know, two fires in the same night, sure. the same race like that. That was uh, pretty weird. And then Keena Peterson's rollover. So that was, yeah. And that all happened on a night where there was a full moon. Full moon. Wow. Not saying it was the cause, but <laughs> the, there was, the coincidence was there. Yes, that's crazy. So what is uh, coming up? I know the, we've mentioned it a couple times. We're, we're uh, starting to wind down a little bit, but there's still plenty of racing to go. That's right. Uh, tonight is Hall of Fame night at the River City Speedway in Grand Forks. They're going to induct, uh, I know, one of the drivers that I got to watch as a kid and, and uh, always had a ton of respect for. Uh, the late Troy Olson is going to go into the uh, Hall of Fame up there at River City Speedway. Uh, he's the guy that's won in anything that he ever raced. Hobby stocks, uh, modifieds, uh, he uh, ra- in late models, and he also raced sprint cars. He's won in all, all of them. And uh, he was equally as talented as he was exciting to watch. And Terry Sandness also, another one of the greats from up there, is going to be inducted tonight. That'll be up in Grand Forks. 7 o'clock start time for them. Uh, tomorrow will be Kids Night at Viking Speedway in Alexandria. That's a 6.30 start time. And the Rebel Midwest Modified Tour will be at the Jamestown Speedway. 7 o'clock start time for them. Sunday, the Nosa Sprint Cars, Buffalo River Speedway. They always put on a fantastic show. That's a 6 o'clock start time. Happy hour starts at 4. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then Monday, the Red River Car Club. It's our ChristianCarsOnline.com uh, summer uh, shootout. And uh, that's the uh, finale for that one. That's going to be a it's going to be a fun night, and it's free. It starts at six thirty on Monday, Thursday. The Minkota Legends Tour plus late models at the Norman County Raceway in Ada, Minnesota. That is a seven o'clock start time, and then Moonshine Mod Tour at Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon starts at seven as well. All right, plenty of racing. It's winding down, but lots uh, lots of points to figure out and lots of laps to be run yet. So. Uh, get out there if you haven't had a chance. Get out and uh, and check it out. If you've never been, you should because it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of fun for the kids too. Uh, good food, good racing, good times. So go check that out. The weather has been great. A uh, little warm, but other than I, I, that, it's been good. <laughs> Trust me, in a few weeks, you're going to miss it. Yeah, uh, It's going to be really cold at some of yep. these events. Uh, we get into the September time of year and you get yep. the special season. Yeah, but, uh, yeah This is where... Point season is always hot, and that's, that's and the tempers are just as hot too. <laughs> yes, sir. So, all right. Well, again, thanks for joining us, Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. You can find us at kfgo.com, the KFGO app, uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, Corey Litton, you're still doing your thing on the KFGO Morning Crew, right? That's right. Yeah, six forty every six forty ish every uh, every Friday morning. Every Friday six six forty on seven ninety and one hundred four point seven FM KFGO. So until next time, my name is Ryan Janke for Corey Litton, Checkers and Records Victory Lap.